Welcome to the Starting Line Church Sermons Podcast. Here at Starting Line Church, we are all about helping people embrace that there is more to life through Jesus. This sermon was first given at Starting Line Church in Cleveland, Ohio. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Starting Line Church. Uh, If you don't know me, my name is Al. I am one of the pastors here, and we're really excited that you are with us um, as we get to celebrate this Christmas together um, as one body, where we remember and celebrate Jesus leaving heaven and coming down to earth to save us from our sin. That story that's associated uh, with tonight and really this entire time, this entire season of Christmas is one of the greatest stories uh, ever told in human history. When you think about a story, right, the definition of a story is an account um, of imaginary or real people and events that is told. Right, stories, they account past events in someone's life, they account fictional moments that tell like this greater, larger narrative. I want you to think about your favorite story. Maybe it's a book, maybe it's a movie, maybe it's something that happened in your life, maybe it's something that's been passed down for for years from from memories or family relatives at christmas time right we think of the christmas think of christmas memories when we were younger moments with with relatives that have passed on stories like twas the night before christmas and all through the house not a creature was stirring not even a mouse the reason why we can sit here And remember those stories and remember those moments is because they captivated you in some way, shape, or form. The events, the details, the emotions that were drawn in drew us in. And that's because there is power in story. There is significance in our testimony. When someone speaks about their experience, um, their situation, the reality of something that happened in their life, right, whatever it is, it impacts us in some way. It, it impacts us in a way that really goes beyond just listening to theory or regurgitated facts. In the month of December, uh, here at Starting Line, we were in a series called The First Gifts, where we talked about the three different gifts that the wise men brought to Jesus. We talked about gold, we talked about frankincense, and we talked about myrrh. And how those three things pointed us to who Jesus was. They actually gave us a deeper meaning and a deeper perspective on who Jesus really is. Because the truth about God directly speaks into the reality of our life. With Jesus, there is a new story, and that story is ours. So whether this church thing is like really new for you or really uncomfortable for you, or you grew up going to church or you grew up going to this church, like whatever it is, you might be thinking, yeah, I know this story. I I know it. I know what happens, this Christmas story. I'm caught up to speed. Jesus, he came to earth as a baby to save the world. Mary was his mother. There was no room at the inn. He was born in a manger. All kinds of people came to visit him. It's easy to get to Christmas and be so stressed with all that we have going on or just stressed with the reality of life and we skim over the greatest story ever told because we've heard the story before. 
But my question for you as we dive in today is, have you really heard it? Like, have you really heard it where you understand the depth of that story and how we are part of it? That's what we're going to talk about in our time together tonight. So before we continue, uh, let's pray. I want to pray together. Father, open our eyes to what you want us to see this Christmas Eve. Open our ears to what you want us to hear. Open our hearts to what you want awakened inside of us. And show us more of who you are through your son, Jesus. Amen. So when you read some of the Gospels, right, the Gospels are the books of the Bible that document the life of Jesus. Um, Those books are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. When you read those books of the Bible, when you read those, you, you see all the stories and accounts of Jesus. You see that he takes really unlikely people and makes them main characters of the story. In the Christmas season, we see the exact same thing. Many examples. Mary. Right? She was a teenage girl with the excitement of planning her wedding and starting a life with her soon-to-be husband, Joseph. She lives off the beaten path in a town called Nazareth and really lived an insignificant life that no one really cared about. But God was about to give her an invitation to something greater. In Luke 1, starting in verse 26, we read this. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy... God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her. For you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever, and his kingdom will never end. So like in this moment, right, the the angel approaches Mary and says, don't be afraid, which we can assume that Mary was probably pretty startled and freaked out by this if he has to say that. But in this moment, right, the angel gives her insight on what God was going to do in his greater story. And Mary, right, was was invited to play this pivotal role in God's rescue plan. But why Mary? She was just another ordinary girl trying to live her life in peace without being bothered by anyone. And the promises of God for the entire world were about to be fulfilled through her. Then later we see the shepherds, right, we have the shepherds in the fields keeping flocks over their sheep, Shepherds, they were very looked down upon in society. They were on kind of the bottom rung of the social ladder. They were outsiders. They were extremely poor. Nobody really liked them. And one night, right, they're working, minding their own business, and a star shines above them. An angel appeared to them. The glory of the Lord shines around them, and this entire choir of angels come, and they, or it's this surround sound experience. And in Luke 2... In verse 10, we read this. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. He said, I bring the good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped 
snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was a baby lying in the manger. And after seeing him, the shepherds went and told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. So just like Mary, right, they tell the same thing to the shepherds. Do not be afraid. With that, we can assume that they were. But again, again, we see God invites the most unlikely people in all of society to come and see this new king. Right, and they go and they hurry to go see him and they go see Mary and Joseph and see what's happening because they were invited into God's story. And then they went and they told that same story to all who would listen. Later on, we learn that the wise men right, from the eastern lands most likely come. They're coming from like Persia, somewhere out east, and they see this star that invited them into the story of Jesus too. Right? They were priests from a different religion. We talked about this the last couple of weeks. They were priests from a different religion who were like experienced in astronomy, astrology. Like They saw this star and they started tracking the star and they made this mammoth journey to Bethlehem to bring gifts to Jesus because they believed he was significant. Those are only three examples of people in the Christmas story that God used. We know there are all kinds more that we don't have time to talk about tonight. But what does all this mean, right? Like we, we see all these unlikely people. God invites them into his story. Like why does he invite those people in and not the ones that everyone thinks that he should? Well, we are reminded that everyone is invited into God's story. That's what Christmas is all about. Like everyone being invited into the story of God. Your past, your present is not a prerequisite for stepping into the story that God has designed for you. The reality is, which I love, none of these people, right? We talk about Mary, we talk about the wise men, we talk about the shepherds. None of these people were likely characters in the story of God. And none of them had to say yes. None of them. Mary, right, she could have said, no way, no thank you, like, I am good, I don't want to go through that, like, I'm not having a baby, I'm sticking with the plan that I created for my life. But her response in Luke chapter 1 was this, I am the Lord's servant, may everything you have said about me come true. The shepherds, they could have said, no way, we're not going, we're good, like we're content, we're fine, we don't need to go anywhere else, it's a waste of time, and it's out of our comfort zone. But instead, they hurry to see Jesus. The wise men, right, same thing, same story. They're not even part of the Jewish religion that's waiting for the Messiah, right? The Jews were waiting for the Messiah to return. They're not even part of the Jewish religion. This doesn't concern them whatsoever, but they take this huge journey that takes years. Most people believe that they didn't even get to Jesus until he was about two years old. 
Each one of those people and each one of those groups all accepted the invitation they were given when they could have easily declined it. They could have kept trying to go about the way that got, like they just thought their life should go. In a way, they could have kept trying to drag like God into their story and into their life and into what they wanted. But they threw it out the window and said, Jesus, whatever you want, when some of them barely even knew him. Friends, I think we spend a lot of our time trying to drag Jesus into our story. I think we spend so much time and so much energy asking God to bless the plans that like we've already created for ourselves. Right? We ask him to go along with whatever we want to do and whatever we want to come up with and whatever we think is best. Hey God, come and join what I want to do. Come and bless what I want to do. But the reality is Jesus isn't interested in our agenda. And that's not because he's mean or like careless or heartless or any of those things. It's actually the opposite. Because it says, I have something so much better for you. I have something so much more. Life with me is so much more fulfilling. Not because it's easy. He offers us more. And where we go wrong is that we think that we really want to drag that Jesus into our story. When we should be dragging ourselves into Jesus' story. Because friends, like the story is already written. The details might be missing. Like the, the details of our lives and how we fit into it might be missing. But the main plot is done. It's already done. The main plot is Jesus. He came to earth as a baby to die for the past, present, and future sins of all of humanity so that we could one day live if we believe in and follow him. Jesus' story is our story. When we say yes to becoming a follower of Jesus, like some of you have done in this very room, you are adopted into the family of God. right? You, you become a daughter and a son of God. And you have a new story. And that story goes from one thing to another thing, right? We, we see this, the opposite of what God does in our story. He goes from, we go from death to life. We go from darkness to light. We go from fearless, fearful to fearless, from in bondage to free. Because of Jesus, and fill in the blanks with all the rest of it, right? Because of Jesus, we have this new life, we have this new purpose, we have this new plan, we have this new direction and a brand new story. And we see that in the Christmas story, we don't have to sit on the sidelines. We don't have to be on the outskirts looking in. We don't have to think, well, ooh, I'm, not, ooh, I'm not really good enough. You have an open invitation to be part of God's story. So the questions are, really, will you join him? What story are you living into? Do you struggle believing 
that you've actually been invited into part of God's story. The reality is, the answers to those questions will shape the trajectory of our life. It will shape who we become. And so this Christmas season, my prayer is, is twofold for all of us. That one, we would realize, you would realize, that you have an open invitation to the story of Jesus. Jesus' story, the one we celebrate tonight that ends with him dying on the cross and raising to life, that is your story. So my prayer is that you would understand that and that you would not just understand it, but you'd accept that gift and that you not only accept it, but you would live differently because of it. So I'm going to give us um, a time right now uh, to respond. Uh, something that we do here a lot at Starting Line is we don't just listen to a message and walk out the door. Um, we try to respond in some way and give you an opportunity to respond in some way. So one thing I want you to think about, and then the next thing we're going to do. Number one, um, if you have not said yes to following Jesus, and you want to make that decision today, uh-huh. come find us. Come talk to Zach. Come talk to me. Like, we, we want to come talk to Jake. Well, we want to walk through that with you um, as we get to celebrate that in your life. Number two, um, if you saw the the photo booth back there, we're going to make it very exciting uh, to take pictures there after the service because um, what we have back there are little tiny ornaments. And we're going to use those ornaments. We're going to take a second. We're all going to go. And we're going to take those ornaments and we're going to put them on the tree to symbolize what it looks like to all be a part of the family of God. We are all a part of his story. God has given us this gift, this invitation to say, my story is your story. Walk in freedom, live in freedom, believe that it's for you. And so even if you're sitting here today and you're like, I'm not really sure I've like accepted this gift that God has given me. I'm not, I'm not really sure I've actually said yes to following Jesus. Go put it on the tree. It's okay. Like we, we all want to do it as this symbol and reality that every single one of us has the invitation to say yes to God's story, that we are part of a greater story. Because as we talked about at the beginning, there is power in it. And that power is not just something that we think about or some theory, but it's reality for you and it's reality for me. So uh, these guys are gonna play. And at any time, there's just head up, there's a basket back there, put an ornament on a tree and, and you can come back and sit down. So let's do that together. Thanks for listening to our sermon podcast. If you want to learn more about Starting Line Church or to help support our ministry here, check us out at www.startingline.church.